They gotta they, get their kiss in. Yeah, they gotta first get the- kiss, then feelings, then <laughs> falling, then love, then engagement, then money. <laughs> Dear Shandy, welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing okay. Doing- it's uh, it's a big big day. <laughs> It is. It feels like it's been forever since we've had a bachelor season. And I've never recapped Recapped. a bachelor season. Yes. How do you find it so far? Easier, harder than the bachelorette? Um, You know, (laughs) I I will say this. It was very easy to make fun of guys. Yeah. (laughs) But I have a funny feeling I'm going to have to walk a fine line here. Yeah, yeah. We, we realized this pretty quickly watching this last night, yeah. but I think you'll be okay because you've got me in your corner. I do. Keeping you, you woke. Are, <laughs> you are a good ally. Yes. Making sure that I don't go to cancel prison. <laughs> uh, okay. So overall thoughts on, oh wait, housekeeping. Any housekeeping? Uh, I'm not, not a lot going on over here. No, no, no. Oh. Literally, the only housekeeping was that we actually had housekeeping <laughs> come for the first time in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, and I do want to add that because I saw some people wondering why we were in a hotel in Seattle. I think we mentioned this a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but we are in Seattle because I'm singing with Seattle Opera right now or still rehearsing at this point, but soon to be performing. And Andy's traveling with me for this one. And so that's why we're in Seattle. Indeed. Still in the same hotel room. Nothing's changed there. And anything else? Just Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy 2022. 2022 can only be happier. Yeah. I, I mean, you would think, right? Yeah. We said that about 2021. Famous last words. Yeah. Okay. So overall thoughts on Clayton's season premiere. Well, premieres are always a bit of a mess, but there's a lot, there's a lot to hang your hat on, so yes. to speak. There's, a, there's all sorts of information. I always find that you don't really see real personalities on night one Mm -hmm. you get a you i always feel after night one i'm like oh these people all suck (laughs) and then a couple episodes later i'm like oh there's some good ones here yeah i would say a premiere typically it it almost the purpose it serves is almost to throw you off the scent because Mm -hmm. someone who ends up being the villain might be you know a fantastic person that you are really into and think you'll love and then you find out you don't like them or vice versa yeah and so it doesn't typically mean a whole lot but I would say we got our bearings. We did. Our bearings were gotten. They were gotten good. Mm -hmm. Shall we get recapping? Let's do it. All right. So the premiere launches with Clayton surprising his mother. Mm -hmm. He's filming himself. Someone else is filming him. Yeah. And he says he has exciting news to share with his family. And Andy, you said, is he gay too? (laughs) (laughs) His mother is elated. Elated. Mm -hmm. She's very excited. Andy, you said, isn't it funny how she's happy because he's rich now and not because he'll find some girl? I mean, is that not true? That's the thing. Like, do we really think that she thinks that he's going to wind up engaged from this? Like, like in, if, in a real that's, engagement that's going to last a That's not even the point. Yeah. If you had a son who was Clayton, <laughs> would you be very, very concerned that he was not going to be able to find a woman to marry? No, you're making a good point. It's more so that he's really famous now and she probably has seen the show. Yeah, and he won a prize. You know what it is? It's like what we said at Michelle's finale when we said like the two mothers had become friends yeah. and how exciting that probably was for them. This is probably the most exciting thing for her that, that could possibly happen. Like, yes. It's pretty exciting this, stuff. It's, it's a big deal. It's like winning the lottery. Almost literally. <laughs> she is not remotely excited about his prospects of finding love. If anything, 
She's concerned <laughs> about that and only excited about the financial aspects. I don't know about the financial. I think it's just more the fame. It's there's a sort well, of fame is I mean, unless you just love being famous. But isn't fame all about like wealth and power? Well, so or it's I, about love. It's about love. It's nice I, to have a son who's widely loved. I guess yes, you're right. Yes, I fame. think, yeah, it, there's a validation to it. She yeah. probably has always thought she had a special son. And now even with only eight minutes of airtime, according to Clayton, right. he has been crowned bachelor. How validating is it's that? It's validation. It's <laughs> motherly validation. Yeah, yeah. Like your son has been given a seal crowned. of approval yeah. that this man is very popular, <laughs> very well liked and will always be loved and also rich, <laughs> at least for a while. Yeah, I just feel that with reality TV, rich and famous do not necessarily correlate anymore. I think more than ever reality tv fame and wealth correlate <laughs> i think if you have reality tv fame without getting the wealth you screwed up uh I, okay i guess it comes down to how famous well it depends what kind of fame you're talking about you're talking about like fame like the guy on night one who they find a book of secrets on how to win the Ryan, bachelor or you're yeah. talking about fame like real like you have a huge okay, following. Okay, I'm just going to say this from my perspective because, okay, I, wow, we're really getting off topic really early here. But all I'm saying is that when I went on the show, you know, I had my 15 minutes, which lasted far longer than 15 minutes because I had Instagram followers. But I remember the first time I shared like a photo of my flight, I had gotten really lucky on a red eye and gotten all four rows, all four seats in my row free so I could lay down. And I got all these DMs being like, why aren't you flying first class? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm an opera singer and I'm a normal person who like, I, why would I be flying first class? That yes. Understood there. Yeah. But, but you also, as I said, you were famous for a moment in reality TV when it wasn't necessarily a financial boon to be famous Fair. in reality okay. TV. That's okay. Now it is. Now, okay. Okay. I'll give it. Well, so we're both right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let, let's just say this. Okay. Do you think that you will have a very comfortable financial situation if you have over a million Instagram followers? Yes. Do you think that Clayton will have over a million Instagram yes. followers? Okay. All right. All moving right. on. I still think we're both right, though. I'll, I'll agree I think to disagree to agree. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is that there's different levels of fame. Mm -hmm. Like fame doesn't mean what it used to mean. It used to mean you were famous or you weren't. Now Agreed. there's all these different levels of fame. Everyone you can is have famous 50, 000, in some way now. Yeah, you can have yeah. 50,000 followers. You're not rich, but you're making a little something on it. But Absolutely, absolutely. All I'm saying is, is that, to get back to the original <laughs> point, his mother, of all the things she was excited about, one of them was not that he was going to find love. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So this leads into a very dramatic preview of the season. And now mm -hmm. we are introduced to Jesse Palmer, our new host. He walks out and introduces himself. And Andy, you said he looks like Chris Harrison and Clayton had a baby. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we have made in the lab Clayton stronger, <laughs> better, more efficient. <laughs> I present you. With Jesse Palmer. <laughs> it's true. He also seems to have studied Chris Harrison's hand movements. Yeah, he's he got it with down. his hands the same I mean, I, I, look, I, I can make fun. I, I like Jesse. Yeah, I, I think he's no, good. 
Yeah, I mean, I can see why some people were like, why, why him? This kind of came out of left field. But he's probably, I will say, the most qualified host they've had because he's been oh. hosting stuff ever since he was Bachelor. He's not winging this. He's a pro. Yeah. This is what he does. Yeah. Anyway, we were kind of marveling at just how much he looked like Clayton. It's incredible. They could be brothers. It's weird. Was there some angles where the lighting's not great where you're just like, well, yeah, which uh, one is it? Jesse? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so Clayton, now we have our getting to know Clayton segment, and he says, I'm sure you're wondering why I'm The Bachelor based off of only eight minutes of screen time on The Bachelorette. I thought this was funny. I was like, oh, he's poking fun at himself. And then he proceeded to say, it's because I truthfully believe in this process more than anybody else. Okay, can I I just say that of the top thousand reasons he was chosen Bachelor, that's not even close. Not even close. It's like tied for like 64,000th with he puts his (laughs) pants on one leg at a it's true yeah we really liked this uh okay the emphasis is really on how humble slash humbled clayton Mm -hmm. is in general he is a huge celebrity in his hometown of eureka missouri i mean he's i would assume that he's now the biggest celebrity in the history of eureka missouri probably but maybe in the 1800s there was like an amazing like gold digger (laughs) like a literal gold digger (laughs) But in the last hundred years, I give it to him. Uh, we see him saying things like, I don't deserve any of this when people are screaming for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And we see some shots of his football days. And now, of course, we get the usual recap from his time with Michelle, especially the part with the kids and their letters no, to him. It got us thinking. We, of course, paused and had a, a tangent mm-hmm. between us we do. because the focus is so much on him wanting kids, wanting kids. He wants kids. He wants to get married so he can have kids. Yeah. And it got us thinking. What would happen if a bachelor was like, I really want to get married and not have kids? No, it's a great point. (laughs) It's a great point. It feels like the woman he chooses, if he so chooses, Mm -hmm. is going to be no more than a vessel (laughs) for his his murderous desires (laughs) to have kids. (laughs) We've seen it a million times, just like... His legitimacy in being a good bachelor or a good husband is the fact that he really wants kids. It's like the fact that he wants to be a father. I don't know. I just feel like it's getting a little uh, dated to me. I don't think everyone needs to have to want kids to be. I I agree. I think the bachelor or et should be a love story. It should be about love. And if kids follow, great. Mm -hmm. But let's focus on the love first. Yep. And I, looking back all the way to Katie's season, I did love that. And night one, she was like, yeah, I, I think maybe, I'm not sure. And that was a big deal. Well, you know, I always found, especially in dating, and I, look, I, this has nothing to do with my opinion of kids mm-hmm. or having kids. I found it very unpleasant when I felt like kids were the priority over the romance. I felt it very contrived. Mm. Like if someone's like, I really want kids, and that I felt like I was being looked at as just a vehicle for those kids. You know, we sound like people who don't have kids. We do, but it's not, that's, that's why I wanted to preface it with it. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, it just got me thinking because it felt like what he was really looking for was a family more so than I'm looking for a woman who, you know, brings out this in me and who is like this and balances me like this, compliments me like this, that kind of thing. But- yeah, because, because the, 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 the way he's catching it, you could make the show like, like it could be take place in like the 1600s where he's just like, how good is this woman with plow? <laughs> anyway, all in all, a very traditional intro. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It felt like we were going back to the roots of this show. Yeah. Very traditional. OK, so now we have our intro videos. As usual, we won't go through every single one, but we will just cover the notable ones. Not that every woman isn't notable in her own way, but we're going to talk about the ones that we think are of interest. Uh, there were a surprising number of front runners with intro videos. Mm-hmm. I feel like in recent seasons, they have sort of cut the intro videos of people that actually might end up being major front runners. But it seems that our major front runners all had intro videos. Yeah. Yeah. Very heavy handed, I y- thought. Yeah. So first up, we have Shanae, 29 recruiter. The vibe is that she's very competitive, mm-hmm. spunky. She says, if I want it, I'm going to get it. And based on the preview for the rest of the season, it seems like she has some conflict with other women, so it kind of tracks. Oh, yeah. We're definitely being fed that Shanae is not conflict averse. We'll she, it that she, way. It's this very first seed of villainy. Yep. Yes. Okay. Gabby had an intro. We're going to move on to Rachel, 25, flight instructor and flight student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I get major front runner vibes from her. She says she likes Clayton's teeth and then says, is that a weird thing to notice? I just wanted to say, Rachel, no, it's not <laughs> because no. I always notice people's teeth and hands, hands and teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am a big teeth person. I really liked her. I thought she seemed sweet, but not boring. It's difficult to yeah. be both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, next up, we have Daria, a law student. Uh, then we have Susie. 28, wedding videographer. She lived in Japan for a while, started training jujitsu, and then after coming back to the U.S., competed in Miss USA as Miss Virginia. And Andy, here you said, she came back so enlightened. (laughs) A Japanese culture really rubbed off on her. (laughs) I mean, you can't have a season without a pageant girl. No, you cannot. You cannot. And Susie, I think, once again, has front runner written all over her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Elizabeth, real estate advisor, 32. Okay, and now we have Teddy. Teddy, obviously, another front runner, 25 surgical unit nurse. She's very open about the fact that she's a virgin. I thought this was interesting. We almost always have to have a virgin, too. Yeah, I guess what I find interesting is when the person is like, like leads with it. They're like, I'm a virgin. Like, this is the intro package. Well, the question is, would they lead with that if they weren't on The Bachelor? Like, when they're dating, they're like, I just want you to know I'm a virgin. Like, in normal life. Have you ever gone on a date with a girl who said that? Uh, I don't think I have. Okay. Wait, have you ever had sex with a virgin? That's a great question. I don't have the answer at the ready. Wait, you don't know? Uh, you know what? I like that about you. I like that that's not your thing. I find it weird when men oh, are into I, virgins. I am not into virgins. No. I, that's like, <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would you be into a virgin? <laughs> it's, like, it's like going to a restaurant. You're like, you're like, oh, this is a great restaurant. Yeah, they've never cooked before. They never purchased ingredients and they don't know how to wait on a table. But I've heard good things. I think they're going to know. Yeah, they're going to know. They're just going to know. There's going to be a specialness to it, (laughs) to them not knowing. Yeah, it's a good team. She says she made the decision to wait until marriage at a young age. And she says, in retrospect, too young. And she's more open-minded now, but is waiting to be in love. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, it always gets me when people are so open. Like, to me, that's just really personal. But what do I know? In a way, you could also argue that it's cool that she's like, I was too young when I made that decision. That shows some self-reflection and growth and all that stuff. Sure, sure. The jury's out on... on Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. But 
you know, the, the whole virgin thing is obviously played up by the Bachelor franchise. Maybe it's not her doing. Maybe it's not her choice to be virgin forward. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's been put upon her. No, it's true. It's maybe she said it briefly in a one hour long ITM. Yeah. You know, and that was what they put forward, like you said. In general, Teddy seems very self-assured. Very, I, like te- I like Teddy. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah. Mature for 25. She has the down to earth points yes. for me. Yeah. Yeah, I was very into her. And I was happy to see that she turned out to be a front runner in this mm-hmm. episode. Okay, and then finally we have Sally, 26. Her occupation is previously engaged. <laughs> She's from South Carolina. And Andy, the second we saw her on the screen, actually, no, the second we heard she was from South Carolina, <laughs> you said, She's winning. Yep. And she says there was a lack of trust in her last relationship and they called off the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, she gives me Emily Maynard vibes. No, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? I (laughs) don't. Okay. Uh, Long time viewers of the show. Emily Maynard was one of the best ever bachelorettes. One of the best of all time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you thought she was winning. Interesting. Mm, Okay, we'll keep going. Interesting indeed. All right. So leading into night one, we see footage of Sally crying Mm -hmm. now. And it turns out... That just by chance, and I do think this probably was chance, mm, yep. this weekend was supposed to be her wedding day. Mm. And I wrote, isn't this a little soon? Uh, agreed. Yeah. And apparently I was right, or we both were right, because mm. uh, she now visits Clayton's room because she's like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So she says she was excited to come, but when she got there, she realized how hard it was. This weekend has been hard for her taking a toll she was supposed to get married the day before and she didn't want to pull out until she actually got to meet him she starts to cry and says she's not sure if her heart is ready yeah and he says he relates and thought he found his person in the past he shut off for years after that no 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 he says he appreciates her sharing this with him he says he already likes what he sees and they agree there's something there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) they did have mm -hmm. chemistry oh yeah I mean, we thought if she stuck around, like she was going final four. No one is questioning that. Winning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He says he has to step away for a moment. And very predictably, he comes back with a rose and he wants her there and offers it to her. And she says, this got me. She says, you're really putting me on the spot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you may have come to the wrong place if you're not interested in being put on the spot. (laughs) That's true. But also being offered a rose, I feel like I don't know if being offered a rose at any point on the show is being put on the spot. Yeah. It's like it's like, oh, there's one seat left on that plane to fly to Caracas. (laughs) Like, if you want to take it, it's free. That's being put on the spot. (laughs) I wrote, huh? What did she go there for? I get, you know, we always have to remember that the puppeteers are in the wings. Do we think that Sally found her way to his room Mm. so conveniently or just hours before the limo uh, exits? I mean, obviously not. To me, it seemed like the powers that be really had her pegged as a major front runner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Understandably so. She has the look. She has the story, all Mm -hmm, the things. mm -hmm. And they probably couldn't let her go without trying to milk that a tiny bit. Absolutely. And understandably. Yeah. I mean, we were more than half an hour into this episode before we got to night one because of this. It's it's pretty incredible. It is. I mean, that's a major. Milking. Like night zero airtime. (laughs) It's unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you're a pretty white blonde girl yeah. on a bachelorette. <laughs> From South Carolina. Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah. do you think they would have done this for someone else? For someone who doesn't look like her? Uh, no. I'm sorry. I don't. 
call no, me they cynical, but they wouldn't have. No. Okay, so she says she wants to accept the rose really bad, but she's really torn. She takes a minute to go to make a phone call. And Andy, here, you were just losing your patience. Mm. You did not care. Mm-hmm. She makes a phone call and says, why do you have to pull out a fucking rose? And Andy said, that's the thing. The rose. <laughs> that's what did it. She returns and says she wants to accept the rose, but cannot. And she leaves. I was actually very surprised. I was surprised too. Yeah, we this, both thought, she, I mean, I think everyone thought she was going to be like, we've okay. We've been trained. We've been trained to think that. Yes. It's all this like, oh, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, totally. It and didn't in this happen. case, yeah, the bluff was was called and it wasn't a bluff. Unless uh, this no, is a slow big, play. Big caveat here. Yeah. We, we've been fooled too many times, but yeah. not fooled fooled or at least fooled. the feeling of yes <laughs> the, we have had the feeling of being potentially fooled yes. many times yep and i will not be fooled again yeah i say that there is a very good chance that she comes that back. she makes another appearance yeah for me i felt she was for sure coming back to the point where i was going to put her in my predictions until the preview for the season came and we didn't see any shot of like oh, she's back who's this like that kind of thing yeah because i just I think know. that's such an automatic it's like it is the formula that is what they do even if someone really doesn't come back you know what i mean they, but, they suggest people come back even when they don't really no but and maybe so, they're holding on to this one maybe this is the first time they're like you know what let's think of another curveball you, you could tell that the franchise is trying to get Shake new curveballs yes. in there. Yeah, that's true. So there's a new pitch in their arsenal. They're like, you know what? We're going to cut the previews so you never see her. There's no hint of her. And then, boom, she's going to drop in night five. I, w- <laughs> I would love for you to be right, but I am doubtful. And just so I'm not being a lot of I told you so's out there, I am not confident in this. Okay. I just think it's a realistic possibility. Yeah, the thing I have a hard time letting go is just how perfect for this show she is. Yeah. You could not paint a more perfect potential winner, potential runner-up, potential bachelorette than Sally. Yeah, I almost feel like they have a team of like operatives working on her. Like, <laughs> just like Convincing no, no, no. her to come back. Let me explain to you why you should come back. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Instagram? Yeah, watch my finger. Yeah, exactly, Instagram. Anyway, it seems she's gone for good. Yeah, she's gone. And we we question that. She's gone for potentially good. Yeah, we both feel that there's a 20% chance she'll come back. Yeah, 20 is about right. Yeah, mine was decreased to 10 when we didn't see any preview. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so Clayton says that was tough because the first rose he gave out was rejected. Yeah. But uh, the emphasis, of course, here is on how it's a two-way street and he still needs to earn the hearts of these women. Yes. And now, Andy, you said, okay, never mind, it's Susie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, Clayton arrives at the mansion now and is greeted by our host. They, once again, look like they could be brothers, and it's a little weird. Jesse asks him about Sally, and Clayton gives the very predictable, safe answer that her heart just wasn't ready. <laughs> and now we have our limo exits. Okay, so I don't think anyone needs us to go through every single limo exit Mm-mm. that happened here. But before we get to our limo exit wins and fails, Andy, you were distracted by something that I feel like you haven't really noticed on Bachelorette seasons. <laughs> yeah, so... After they've had their little greeting after the limo exit, it's yeah. okay, I'm really excited about this. Okay, bye-bye. And See they start inside, walking yeah. to the mansion. 
there's this very distinct turn and stare. <laughs> and I, I mean, I get it. You know, you want to see what, what you're dealing with. But <laughs> is that specifically made so that they can look at their ass? Yeah. Or is that like some form of gentlemanliness, like turning around with your hands clasped to watch the woman? Like, is it, is it like the a form of making sure a woman gets home safe? Or is, or it, is it, it killing two birds with one stone? <laughs> is it like, oh, let me turn around to make sure that she gets back to the mansion, okay? Yeah. And also stare at her ass. <laughs> or has the, has the franchise made it not so uncomfortable? Because obviously in early seasons, I would guess guys were just like, oh, let's see what's going on over there. Yeah. And instead they're like, no, now just officially turn around, yeah. hands clasped. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, it's like, it seems like it's like sort of a decorum thing. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. It does seem like a decorum thing, but it also seems like they're checking out their asses. Oh, there's no <laughs> question. They're overtly checking out their asses. Yeah. My question is just, has that been dictated to them? Like, like, well, I know you want to check out her ass, but let's make it look like it's in some way some weird Southern Yeah, don't sneak thing. it. Basically make it so obvious that it seems like it could be a decorum yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got to make sure she's getting up the steps. And she's into the door. Okay, she's safe. Okay, I can go on now. It's nice ass, too. <laughs> okay. So we're going to keep with our tradition, Andy, of doing our limo exit wins and fails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want to start with your win? I like the pickle jar. It's funny. It's cute. Okay, so you liked Haley, who came out and said that she is self-sufficient, but she does need help once in a while. And she pulled out a pickle jar and asked him to open it. That was cute. It spoke to you, I guess, as a man, as a straight man. Yeah, it was cute. Isn't that interesting? So that made no impression on me whatsoever. But watching with you as a straight man, you found that incredibly endearing. It was and, incredibly and, endearing. Yeah, it's and so I, interesting. I, I don't, it wasn't funny. Like I wasn't like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it wasn't like super crafty. Yeah. But it was, it was a sweet, endearing gesture it is funny and men really love to be asked to open things they feel very mighty i mean i want to <laughs> i think at some point my only use for you will be to open <laughs> jars yeah it's cute you you love that that is that really stood out to me that you liked that so much i was like okay i will say this it's very rare on the bachelor or bachelor in paradise or anyone where there's a lot of women in the mm -hmm. room where I find something extremely cute. Yeah. I sometimes find something, in, you know, intelligent or, you know, romantic or, or sexy clever. or yeah. clever, but cute very rarely. Yeah, this struck you as cute. Well, Clayton did not agree because he ended up sending Haley home. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell was that? Okay, so my limo exit win was Hunter. She was the one who came out with that uh, python around her oh, neck. Yeah, that was and good. she said, I believe in love at first hiss. I mean, it was very punny, but the thing that won me over was the fact that she wore that python around her neck for uh, not the entire night, but for a great deal of the evening. There was not enough information provided, and the fact that I was left wanting more and wanting to know more yeah. made me really like that situation. She yeah. had a python around her neck while he gave a toast, while she was sitting with women, she was like stroking it. It was like her pet. And I don't know if it was her pet or not. Maybe she just is experienced with pythons. I feel like it has to be her pet because I don't think that 
a national television show would take the risk of having a random person have a python around there. How could it not be mentioned, even if with their slicing and dicing in the editing room, that this is her pet? I don't understand. Like, it should have been her description, like snake handler. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, snake handler. And there's some pun there. It's if true. You Instead, we get, we get uh, HR specialist. But anyway, it's not that I thought it was so funny or such a great pun or anything. Oh. It's just that there, well, let's be honest, the limo exits were not amazing. Am I wrong? No, yeah. they weren't amazing. And, and in a sea of mediocre limo exits, this really mm. stood out to me as something I wanted to know more about. Yeah. All right, Andy. And now for your limo exit fail. Yeah. Um, this one's going to go to Rachel. Ooh, yeah. Rachel, one of our front runners. Yes, yes. Yep. Oftentimes, limo exit strength does not correlate to success in the show. Okay. Sometimes it's indirectly proportional. <laughs> okay. So Rachel, she had Holly, a 63-year-old retiree, exit yeah. the limo. And she was in a gown and it was suggested that she was one of the women. And then she said she was in the wrong place because she was there for the senior bachelor, which I think was a bit of a plug and because there is an actual senior bachelor. Oh, maybe that whole thing was a plug for the senior well, bachelor. Well, that would add up to us not liking it. But then what got us about this exit was that this Holly woman, I think is just an actress because yeah. she didn't wasn't introduced as Rachel's grandmother or family member or any kind of there was no relationship oh, yeah. unless i'm missing something that made no sense and it was only slightly borderline offensive <laughs> like i saw this woman i was like oh wow that's they're really that's an older attractive older woman I, i'm into this is a little weird but i'm into it and then sure enough she was just being used as a foil <laughs> for some unbelievably bad joke that yeah made about no a wing sense. woman yeah made yeah. no sense yep no. Okay, fine. Make a wing woman joke, but make it a pun or, or make it funny. But they're just using so this really, hey, we need some old broad. Uh, it's not that funny a joke, but she's got to be old. Old enough that the joke is that she's old. Oh, I know somebody. She's really, really hard up for work in LA. I mean, she hasn't worked in years. Oh, it's so true. It was, it was kind of in poor taste. Poor I think taste. I could have been won over if there were any kind of relationship between Rachel and Holly. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It was a fail. However, it was not my fail. I have a tie for my limo exit fail. My first fail is Kira, the doctor. Mm. She came out with a doctor yeah. coat over lingerie mm. yeah. and then played up the doctor bit. Yeah. What got me about this? Look, she had a rocking body. Like I'm not holding it against someone to wear lingerie on night one. Okay. I, they can, you can do whatever you want on night one. Yeah. However, there was no rhyme or reason for her being in lingerie. At least on Matt's season, a girl on night one came out in lingerie and her shtick was, I couldn't decide what to wear. And she came out with a rack of dresses and was like, what should I wear? Right. It's a good joke. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a good joke. It's but a the, great joke. <laughs> the point being, at least there was some kind of bare bones reason for her to be wearing lingerie. Meanwhile, in Kira's case, she was just... It's Halloween. She it's was like, Halloween. She was a, a sexy doctor. Sexy doctor on yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Like, what are you? I'm a sexy doctor. Oh, wow. That's, that's the first <laughs> time that's ever been done. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. So that was my issue with that one. And my other fail went to Jane. Uh, she's the one, she's 33, came out in the vintage convertible. And then she said, I've been called a cougar once or twice, but I like to consider myself vintage like a classic car. And 
I this what, just made me cringe. What, She's 33 years old. What is she? Who is she a cougar for? Like a 16 year old? <laughs> How is that a cougar? You know, the reason I didn't like it was because I liked her and I thought she was better than this exit. I, I don't think that as a woman on this show, already a show that leans sexist in many ways, I, I just don't want to feed that beast. And how do you think Holly feels <laughs> sitting there listening to some woman who's 30 years younger than her call herself a cougar? Totally, totally. I just felt like I liked Jane, mm -hmm. and I would have liked to have seen more of her. I love that she was 33. Yeah. In general, I appreciated that there were a total of eight women on this night one that were 30 or older. I know that yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. sound like a lot, but on my season, there were two. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There were two women who were 32 and the rest of us were 29 or under. Oh, you were an elderly 29. <laughs> Me? Well, you were 29. I was old <laughs> for that season. Yeah. Anyway, my point being, I think she sold herself short with this limo exit. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. So Jesse asks Clayton if he thinks he's met his wife and Clayton being the very obedient lead that mm -hmm. he is, says, I think she's in there. Of course she's in there. Of course. Clayton enters the mansion and gives a speech. He emphasizes how nervous he is. Mm. And he's just a guy from a small town. They're really playing this up. Yeah. And he's so humbled and can't wait to get to know each of them. And then Cassidy hands him the drink. I'm just mentioning her name because sometimes the person who hands off the drink plays some kind of a role. Oh, that's right. And as he toasts, he spills the drink on himself and they all love this. Yeah, I have nice. to admit it was kind of charming. Yeah, he's, he's got some charm. Yeah. There's the small town, oh, what am I doing here thing yeah, kind of works around. on him. Yeah, it works. So now we have one-on-one -on -one time. First one-on-one -on -one time is Susie. I like how she asked how he's doing. She she was asking him questions. Asking and questions. not just like, how are you doing? She was like, how are you doing with all this? Like, how is this it's affecting you? a great question. You? Yes. Yes, it is yeah. a great question. And as they chat, she reveals that she lives her life out of the comfort zone mm. and needs to be reeled in sometimes. Highway <laughs> out of the comfort zone. <laughs> Exactly. Mm -hmm. And in her ITM afterwards, she says that they're very different, but that's a good thing. She says, I need someone who's different than I. Ah! <laughs> Andy has some beef with the me's and the eyes, the mixed up me's and eyes. Well, the thing that I have a beef with mm -hmm. is not that that's obviously incorrect, incorrect. grammar. Yeah. Yeah. It's that the person is saying it to be like, look at me, I know how to say. For some reason, the <laughs> I and me in school at some point, yeah, you're everyone resonated with that. They were like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna learn how to say I instead of me when I'm supposed to say me. Somehow that's in, the most important thing you learn in school. Yeah, it's true. And now people, having learned that, yeah. always do it wrong. Yeah, it's like they think that they're being correct. They go too far. What was it about that that resonated so hard? There was one day in class where everyone in America was told, and everyone's taught this. Yeah, never say like, me. Like, it's you and I, yeah, not you and me. And they're like, got it. <laughs> in general, Susie gives me Hannah Brown vibes. And mm -hmm. I swear that's not just because she is a pageant queen. But, uh, but that could just, be a part of it. It could be a part of it. But she just has a sort of Hannah Brown something to her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We now get one-on-one -on -one time with Elizabeth. She shows him a photo of her great-grandfather taken in 1930. Wow. And has him hold on to that photo. Mm. I always wonder if the lead was like, please don't give that to me. Yeah. yeah she I don't want like, the pressure. Like she's like kicked off night three. And, he's, <laughs> and she's like, can I have that a photo that I gave you? He's like, he's like, ah. Oh, <laughs> 
I'd ask the handler. I don't know. Some, somewhere in my pen. I don't know. I just don't know. I wonder if there is someone that he hands this stuff off to. I'm sure there is. There's like a handler of old artifacts. <laughs> That's like his whole job. He's just waiting. He's like, I knew this day would come. I've been waiting. Okay, now we have one-on-one -on -one time with Teddy. Mm -hmm. She tells the story of how she had hoped that Clayton would become Bachelor, and he says there is something about her. There is. And they establish that there's good chemistry. They spend most of their conversation talking about their connection. Mm -hmm. And he goes in for a kiss. A kiss he wants. Oh, you don't think she wanted it? No, but sometimes the, the, there's like the 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 the, the lady <laughs> is is leading the 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 charge. For oh, the that's kiss. true. That's a good point because yeah. most of the other kisses we saw this evening, and there were yeah, were lady a lot led. of them. You're right. We're lady led, possibly because they saw this kiss and they felt like a fire under their ass. Mm -hmm. Which they gotta I, get their kiss in. Yeah, they got first get the kiss, then feelings, then falling, <laughs> then love, then engagement, then money. <laughs> You can't skip a step. Uh, it always strikes me a little strange when this happens so quickly. I mean, these conversations are not long. I have to emphasize this. My first conversation with Juan Pablo on night one was at most 15 minutes. No, that's At most. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I would say 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And so it's just funny to me when it's like, I, it's just not my thing, I guess. For me, a kiss is only as hot as the rapport that you have established. Yeah, agreed. And you want to savor that. It's such a rare and fleeting moment to be able to have that first kiss. And for me, I, the night we met, we talked yeah. for like five hours. Yeah. And then we shared a cab home where you leaned in for a kiss and then you were like, no, no, I'm going to wait because yeah, this cab, cab is st smelly. stinky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone saw our How We Met episode. And then on our first date, it, even it was like after brunch, we were, it was oh, yeah. many hours. I would say we had been talking for about eight hours before yeah. we had our first kiss. I'm yeah. not saying that's how one should do it. No. All I'm saying is that it seems like amateur. It seems young to me to do this. Well, in my days of bachelordom, if I went in for the kiss real fast, I was doing that because I wanted to sleep with that girl that night. And well, that was it. Okay. Well, that's very revealing information. Yeah. I think that's, I appreciate the honesty. Hmm. My pleasure. <laughs> No, I think you're making a good point, actually. Mm. Maybe we're just coming at this from we're older than Teddy yeah. or Clayton or a lot of these people. And mm. I wonder if just as you get older, you learn to savor these early stages more. Yep. I don't know. Yep. What do you think? Good point. I mean, I, I think that, uh, that they're young. They're young people and they're on TV. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like your face. I want to put my mouth on it now. Yeah, It feels very animalistic yes. in a not very sexy way. Generally, animalistic, you interpret as sexy. It's yeah. like animals. Yeah. It's like this animalistic urge. But this is like animals like eating like crumbs out under a table at a restaurant. <laughs> it's not, there's nothing sensuous about it. No, you're right. I, it's so funny you say that because I did not find this kiss as hot as I no. wanted it to feel, considering they both seemed so into it. I was like, well, I, I feel kind of shortchanged. Like, what led to this kiss? Well, I feel, and for better or worse, I feel an early kiss is a cheap kiss. Yes. It's cheap. It is a cheap kiss. Yeah. It's is like, that, it's like cotton candy. It, I don't want to judge people's kissing, but listen, it does feel cheap. Look, I'm just saying, an early kiss is based on, I want something physical. Mm-hmm. A later kiss is based on usually I want something more than physical. Yeah. There's just math. Yeah. <laughs> you don't wait three dates to kiss a girl who you just want to have sex with. Yeah. 
Unless you have absolutely the worst game in the world. You're making good points all around, all around. Anyway, in general, Teddy reminds me a bit of Serena Pitt in her general confidence and game. Mm-hmm. You know, she mm-hmm. had a sort of like ease with him. Like she was yeah, able yeah, yeah. to joke I around agree. with him. Very Serena P. Yeah. Very like rolled with the punches, mm-hmm. kind of challenged him a bit, was very like flirty. It was obvious that it yeah. was like a yes, but it was also bantery. It, in general, I wrote, it doesn't feel like he's the one in power in this, in between the two of uh-huh. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always yes, a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, of course, this kiss is in plain sight of all the other women. And now we get a montage of women getting kisses in one-on-one time. <laughs> yeah, the floodgates are open. Yeah, starting with Kira, the doctor. She goes right in there. Then we have Eliza, who flashes German cards. One mm-hmm. of them is Kunin wir küssen. Ooh, very nice. Thank you. Okay, now Jesse drops off the first impression rose and cue the women looking nervous and feeling like they need to kick it into high gear, yeah. according to Lindsay D. Yep. Okay, so now we have a montage of one-on-one time. Melina um, with her moon boots, Hunter with her python, Cassidy with her mini car race. They also make out, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now one-on-one time with Claire. They have a sort of tailgate party situation here. And Andy, the second you saw her, and I think this is very interesting. You're always very good at this. The second mm. you saw this scene, you said, she's wasted. Yeah. Wasted. Wasted. You know what's funny is I'm not sure if I would have noticed that immediately. You're very good at this. You, well, you can tell like, at a party you're like, that person's on coke. That person's wasted. That person's stoned. That person's that. No, you're so I'm good at this. a little too observant. <laughs> No, but it's true. And you're always right about it. After you point it out, I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. And she was kind of like glassy eyed. Yeah. And it came out over the next several minutes here that she was indeed wasted. Mm. Her time is interrupted by Mara. And now Claire proceeds to talk to all the women in the house about how she felt her conversation with Clayton was forced and there was no chemistry. And he is too nice a guy for her. The women are, of course, aghast. (laughs) (laughs) If they had pearls, they would be clutching them. (laughs) Okay, and now we have brief time with Sarah. She was first out of the limos. Mm -hmm. If you recall, she's the 23-year-old wealth management consultant. She's 23? Yes. (laughs) Stay the hell away from my wealth. And Claire is still running her mouth. And then brief one-on-one time with Serene, who tells Clayton that he should speak with Claire because Claire has been heard saying that she hates him. (laughs) It's always a normal conversation to have. I just met you a few minutes ago, and I'm word on the street is you hate me. Let's chat about that. I mean, that was really funny. He's like, I'm being told that you hate me. That, that was, that, that was, <laughs> His expression was priceless. It was very funny. And he, he won me over there. I became a Clayton fan in that moment. Yeah. No, it's true. The way he handled that, he was yeah. kind of like, okay. Like he didn't seem upset. He was more like, do well, I have he to cut, go Well, I like the way he just cut to the chase. Yeah. He didn't like mince words. He was just like, so <laughs> you hate me. Let's discuss. <laughs> Uh, she, of course, denies this, says she doesn't hate anyone. Uh, the ma- <laughs> she doesn't hate anyone in the world, except I do hate you. This is just the only exception of everyone. 
So, of course, the main talking point here with Claire is more so that the time that Clayton is spending talking to Claire is being taken away from other women. Right. Classic. In general, though, I was surprised that this didn't become more of a talking point long term because mm-hmm. usually you would then see a couple of women not get time because of that. And right, that right, never right. happened. Yeah. Uh, he walks Claire out and then addresses the group saying, if anyone else doesn't want to be that here. That was hilarious. <laughs> if anyone else hates me. Um <laughs> She was too drunk. It was painful. I, I think she's going to really regret that. Yeah. And she's going to have to take a, take a real long look in the at her drinking. Yeah, at the drink. You yeah. know. Because I have nothing against getting a good drink on. Yeah. But what I do have something against is people who, when they get a good drink on, have the worst parts of their personality come out and they can't stop them. Yes. It's like a runaway train. Yeah. Like I could see the train. It was leaving the station. And once it left, that was it. It was on that track. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it was a train <laughs> and it was going very fast. Yeah. It was a little painful because and I don't want to make assumptions about anyone in their real lives, but it felt like she has has some insecurities and then was really putting forward this hyper confident persona. Like even when she was talking to him in her ITMs and her limo eggs that there was yeah. like such a like. Uh, you know, I can hang like I'm so confident. It brimmed with insecurity. Yes. It was, it was that, it was spinning. She was spinning as they call it. Like she immediately, she was like, I'm being rejected, which wasn't true. She's on a show with 30 people, like deal with it. I fell for her in that I've been in that exact situation. And the one night that I do think I drank too much was on night one because Mm. you have such there's social anxiety, anxiety about oh, the, t- the I would cameras. Be, I would be blackout. Yeah, I wouldn't even about, remember anything. Yeah, there's anxiety on like every single level that you yeah. can feel it. Yeah. And you can't help but let it get to you. Like you look around, you have never felt so intimidated by by a group of women sure, before, you yeah. know? And so I can see why she went to that place, but to go so far in the opposite direction to be like, well, I don't like him anyway. Like he, well, that's he's the runaway nice train. Yeah. She didn't know when to put the brakes on. Yeah. Like that's the thing you need to check in with. If you if you, when you drink that much, that's going to happen. You can't drink that much. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty painful. I, I didn't want to see that happen to her. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't. It was upsetting. And she is going to have extreme remorse over that. But I have a feeling, though, that even though she'll feel remorse, she'll pretend she doesn't care. You are so right. Anyway, we'll move on. So he pulls Genevieve now for one-on-one time. Tinkly music here. Yeah, and- tinkly music is very big. You got tinkly music. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> oh, you got tinkly music. I remember. <laughs> okay, she reveals she's from Massachusetts. Family is important to her. And her parents have been married for 32 years. Mm. His parents, it turns out, have been married for 30 years. And they bond over this. Nice. Yeah. And congratulating their parents and wanting this for themselves. It's like, not divorced parents. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says in his ITM that she's very genuine. I really like Genevieve. She seems sweet. Yeah. Normal. She's weirdly down to earth. Almost too normal. Too normal. Something's amiss. <laughs> what I found interesting is that heading out of this while he's hugging her, we get a voiceover of him saying, but there's someone in particular I've been dying to talk to. And mm. then we cut to one on one time with Rachel. And I just thought it was interesting that they went out of their way to do that. I didn't understand that. Like, either. are they trying to make it seem like Rachel is the one that he's more interested in or are they tr- and downplaying Genevieve, I don't know. It, it got me I, I taking was, Genevieve more seriously. I in agree. Fact. With, I agree. It was setting up a dynamic there. Yeah, it got me thinking that they want us to not think that it's Genevieve. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, everything about this show just makes you think it's like it's opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they told us this. It's this. You know what? The, the Basser is like. It's almost like um, like Agatha Christie meets Jersey Shore. <laughs> It's like the lowest brow Agatha Christie or the highest brow Jersey Shore. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So now one-on-one -on -one time with Rachel. She says she's always liked aviation and travel. That's why mm -hmm. she is a pilot, a recent pilot. Yeah. And they have cute banter. Very flirty. Very. I, I liked yeah, these yeah, two yeah. together. He is joking about getting the hookup with frequent flyer miles. Mm, and they want to jump out of a plane together. And I wrote, I predict they jump out of a plane together. <laughs> I'm with you. And there's a makeout here. Mm -hmm. It to me, this makeout felt like there was a decent amount of buildup, at least and as I much as there can it, be it, in it 10, 15 mutual. minutes. It seemed mutual. Yes, it did seem mutual. And yeah, Rachel, definite front runner. And then he goes to grab the first impression rose and leaves the room that Rachel mm. is in and goes to the other room where Genevieve and Teddy are, mm -hmm. and pulls Teddy. Yep. And he says that from the moment she got out of the limo, he hasn't been able to stop thinking about her. Mm -hmm. Pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And he gives mm -hmm. her the rose and they make out. Okay. Are you surprised by that, Andy? No. I would have been surprised if she didn't get it. Okay. Yeah. So you like Teddy. It's, it doesn't matter whether I like Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that Clayton likes Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not afraid to make that very clear. Like he's like... No. He tells her that he's he's not afraid to be like Teddy's my favorite. I got to say something. Clayton, not a good poker face. Clayton tells you what he likes and tells you what he doesn't. like. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's fun to watch a lead with a bad poker face. It is. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a rose ceremony. Once again, I don't think anyone wants me to go through every single person that got a rose, but going home. So Claire already left. Sally already left. Going home at this rose ceremony are Daria, Haley, Ivana, Jane, Lindsay D, Rihanna, and Samantha. <laughs> Jesse Palmer comes in. I, this is the one moment where I think we saw a bit of Jesse Palmer's nerves because mm. he says, Ladies, I'm sorry, but if you're not a super rose night. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting for this moment for 10 years. I can do it. Ah, oh, I screwed it up. I'll put it this way. If we didn't know exactly what he was saying verbatim because we've heard it so many times over the years, would we have really understood what he said here? Oh, yeah. It's like those restaurants that are named without vowels or any <laughs> any brand name. It's like watermelon water. <laughs> you know? Like, you know what it is. It's because you don't need the vowels. Yeah. But it's still ridiculous. Water, watermelon water always gets me. Yeah, Although we, I hate to admit it, I really do like watermelon oh, water. Oh, watermelon water is the best <laughs> water that I've ever had. <laughs> my cheeks hurt this morning oh, that's cute okay so now the women say their goodbyes and i thought it was kind of sweet how there was you know they really focused on these friendships that were formed over this one night there are items of women saying that it's bittersweet because they feel sad to see the faces of some of the women leaving it's 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 very heavy on the sweet light on the bitter yeah <laughs> it's mainly it's like a <laughs> It's like a dessert that has like just one drop of bitters in it. <laughs> Mostly sweet. Yeah, it's like a delicious giant frosted cake. And they're like, <laughs> bitter. They show a few loving toasts between the women. I thought this was interesting. They mm -hmm. didn't used to do this. Uh, 
there's a girl power toast. Yeah. There was a lot of harmony. Yes. More harmony than I've ever seen on a night one. Yes. But then it well, cuts I mean, directly to previews of the women fighting and cursing at each other. Yeah, of course. We got to get that. Uh, Andy, you were impressed with Clayton's late 60s chic turtlenecks that he was oh, yeah. wearing. Yeah. It's not. It's like kind of got that vintage James Bond look. Yeah. You know, yeah, like if, stylish. If, if Bond, instead of vodka martinis, he drank Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Uh, the preview definitely doubles down on the tears, very heavy on the tear action. Mm-hmm. Usually you get a 50-50 amount of sweeping drone footage and romantic yeah. shots and tears. But in this case, it was All like, tears. yeah, it was heavy on the tears. Mm-hmm. A little bit of love, mostly tears. And that brings us to the end of the premiere, Andy. Do you want to announce what the word watch word will be for episode two, as well as the prize? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. The word watch is tall. <laughs> T-A-L-L. So many women mentioned Clayton's height. He's 6'5", by the way. Yeah, which is average height for Bachelor. Yeah, that's true. It's not. It used to be 6'2", and now it's 6'5". Yeah. But especially with Nate and Thomas in the mix. Wow. Yeah, yeah. dragging up that average. Uh, so the word is tall. Mm-hmm. And what can people win if yes. they guess correctly? So in breaking with our, our tushy tradition, yes. momentarily at least, mm-hmm. uh, we are offering three pieces of your choice from the jeweler, Ana Luisa. Yes, Ana Luisa. I'm a big fan of their jewelry. You've seen me wear their pieces before. I'm wearing a piece right now. Mm-hmm. I love oh, this because yeah. it looks like it's a watch, but it's really just a bracelet. Yeah, this is a pretty sweet prize. Yeah, this is a killer prize, yeah. actually. So you get to pick three items from Ana Luisa. This is excluding jewelry cases and diamonds, mm-hmm. but it includes everything else. Yep. And you can pick three pieces of your choice. And they have earrings, necklaces, bracelets. Your stuff is awesome. I yeah. love it. And I this is a killer prize. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting off 2022 strong, strong. with this prize. Yeah. And in case you were new around here and don't know what we're talking about with the Shandy Word Watch, you can play along by guessing either by commenting below this video or on the Instagram post for this recap, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. your guess for the number of times you think the word tall will be uttered in episode two. And you must submit your guess by Friday at midnight. No exceptions. If you submit your guess late, you will not be entered. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yes, we're very strict. <laughs> very strict. And oh, you have to use the numeral. So don't write out six. You just use a six. Mm-hmm. And anything else? I think that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. And if you guess correctly, oh, yeah, there's more to this. <laughs> okay. If you guess, it's been a minute, two weeks off. Yeah, I suddenly yeah, forget true. how this works. Yeah. Okay. Out so, of practice. yeah. If you guess correctly, you will be entered into a draw and one name will be randomly selected and that person will win the grand prize of three pieces from Ana Luisa jewelry. All right. Moving on to our predictions, Andy. Mm-hmm. Always love a night one prediction situation. So, who do you have in your top spot? Susie. Ah, you think Susie is winning? Yes. And can you explain why? Does it need an explanation? <laughs> I mean, Susie is definitely a front runner. There's no doubt about that. She mm-hmm. had an intro video, full limo exit and conversation shown, one-on-one time shown. More importantly, I think she's got it. Mm-hmm. We all know what we're talking about here. It's, she has that it factor. That front runner factor. And also, I think that, okay, look, obviously she looks the part. She seems like she can act the part. Mm-hmm. And Clayton seems like the kind of guy who would buy that <laughs> part that she has. <laughs> um, but I, to, to her credit, I think that the thing that's going to put her over the edge or over the fence or 
into the pool or <laughs> to the place she needs to go is what she gathered from her trip to Japan. I, mm. I of all the places I've been in my life, nothing has compared to Japan. Yeah. It's an Culturally, amazing, amazing country. Uh, visually, it's food. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I think if I spent, I spent a 10, eight days there, 10 days there with you. If I spent six years in Japan, I would come back. She spent six years there? Did I just make that up? I think so. But she spent a while there. She, she did spent live, many months, many, if not years. Possibly, yeah, I, I think, think it was years. years. Okay. Yeah, Maybe I think I'm, it was years too. I, I just know, don't remember. Us. I think it's impossible for you not to come back more Change. full. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and I think that that's going to be that extra little sauce that so the question is, so I don't disagree with that. I think that she will innately or does innately have a cultured element to her mm -hmm. that you just have from having lived in another country or yeah. and have, especially a country where they don't speak English yes. as much. But it'll come down, I guess, to whether or not Clayton recognizes and values that. I think that you are selling Clayton Church. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying that that's what it would come I, down okay. to. If I you're selling that. that as being the thing that will tip her over, you know. Okay, so you have her in first. Okay, Susie in first. In my first spot, I have Rachel. Hmm. The winner of your limo exit fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rachel for me had a lot of winner edit things going on here. She had her full exit shown, even if you hated it. She had very solid one-on-one -on -one time shown. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's a toss-up for me between Teddy and her based on the previews. They both had winner preview edits, meaning that they were almost non-existent. Did you notice that? I do notice. I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, you saw maybe a shot of kissing and walking hand in hand and looking happy. But in general, it was really heavy on Shanae, on Serene, and a little bit on Susie. And mm -hmm. so yeah. I think Susie will make Final Four for sure. But mm -hmm. I think that this is going to be between Teddy and Rachel. <laughs> it's really firm, firm in your opinions. But to be honest, that's almost interchangeable. I was really struggling on who to put in the first spot, but I just feel like Teddy, historically, bachelors are not great at picking their winner yeah. with their first impression rose. And that is literally the only reason why I put Teddy in the second spot. That is hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> because that's exactly the reason why I also put Teddy in my second spot. <laughs> so we both have Teddy in our second spot only because bachelors are really bad at doing this. They're so bad at it. Yeah. That I, against all other evidence, yes. are taking her out of the first spot because of that alone. Yeah. She doesn't deserve it. No. She deserves to be in the first spot. And if this were a bachelorette season, she would be in the first spot. Yeah. Gun to his head. Right now, Clayton picks Teddy. Yes. Absolutely. But she won't win. <laughs> okay, Andy, who do you have in your third spot? Yes. Third spot is a very, it's a very big spot. It starts with a G. It starts with a G and it is in the third <laughs> and it's, spot it's, behind two and ahead of four. And it's the second Genevieve. one. Genevieve. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. And you have a reason for this? Um, I mean, does there have to be a reason? No. She seems like, it seems like there's a spark there. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> 
don't know. What okay, do you so want you're basing me? it on the combination of airtime and one-on-one time. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, okay, so I have Susie in my third spot. Mm. I really think Susie is going to be a big major player in the Bachelor franchise, yes. but I'm not sure she's going to win. I don't know why I feel that way. It, I just felt more of a sort of banter oh. between him and each Teddy and Rachel. Yeah. However... I see future Bachelorette written all over Susie. Now that you mention it, I do too. Yeah. She's the kind of person that Mike Fleiss puts a pin in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and is like, we're circling back to that. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see a, a girl like Susie coming on the show and getting out of there without at least being offered Bachelorette. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So next up in the fourth spot, Andy, you have... I have Rachel. Yes. And in my fourth spot, I have Genevieve. So it's pretty mm. much the same four names, just in different orders. Nice. Okay, Andy, who is your wild card? This is where we get to have fun and take a flyer on someone without using up a prediction slot. Yes. So I thought about making uh, Sally. Yeah. We actually had a full conversation about this where we were like, do we think Sally's coming back? And we both yeah. thought about putting Sally in our wild card spot. Yeah. But it seems like a risk. I don't want to waste my wild card on Sally. So I, I, um, I have Sade in my... Uh, so it's Sade. I have, uh, <laughs> I have uh, Sade, as I said, in my wild card spot. Okay. But I also... Sade is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I have her in my number one spot. Yeah, as you should. Always. I'm totally okay. Forever. I'm happy to be second to Sade. Yeah. Okay, so... Shanae, can you explain why she's in your wildcard spot? I see that she's going to be edited as a villain, but yes. in every other way, she really fits the bill for what I see Clayton going for. Mm, okay. I was struggling between her and Serene, mm. um, but I'm going to go Who with, also seems to have a slight villain thing a, going on. A slight on. villain, yeah. According to the previews, which are designed to make us uh, yeah. confused, though. Now, the thing about this is I... So with the wildcard, I think I look at it the wrong way. Like, okay. I'm thinking she's in fifth place. Okay. Whereas it really should be, what's my one, two, three, four wild card for who's going to get first place? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's, I guess it's looking at half full, half empty glass situation. <laughs> and now that I think about it that way, I may have to make a last minute revision oh, of my wild card. Okay. Who do you think it is instead? Mm -hmm. Do you want to, want to reference? This is actually a funny story behind this while you look, Andy, is... Yeah. Getting that printed at the front desk of our hotel was the most mortifying thing Andy's ever done in his life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I even titled the file because I had to email the front desk yeah. this. <laughs> and I titled the file like something really businesslike. <laughs> like it was like symbols. It was like S21. Like, <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, it was like something that they do like in like a production unit would do. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I'm here for the uh, the, uh, the printout, the, um, the business printout. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay W. I had my eye on. Okay, yeah, she actually had a lot of airtime. Sarah. Ooh, that's, this is tough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Lindsay W. Okay. Switching from Sinead to Lindsay W., and that's because you think Sinead's going to be a villain. Yeah, you know, I, I really, in the spirit of what we're trying to predict here, mm -hmm. Even if she ends up in the top four, it's not really what I'm going for. I, I, I'm picking a winner. Okay. And as a wild card for a winner, I think Lindsay W. was the right call. I don't want a villain up there because I've learned my lesson. 
that as much as villains can be enticing, they generally don't win. (laughs) All right. For my wild card, I was torn between Cassidy and Eliza. Mm-hmm. But I ultimately opted for Eliza because she had a tiny snippet of one-on-one time shown with a little kiss. You know what? They actually had the same amount of one-on-one time shown. They had mm. they each had a kiss and it was like a brief sort of montage one-on-one yeah. time. But Eliza just, she, you know, it says she's from Berlin, Germany. I don't know if she is actually from Berlin, Germany, because I know that because when I was on the show, it said I was from Heidelberg, Germany, and I am not from Heidelberg. I just happened to be living in Heidelberg at the time. And yeah. a producer told me later that it's because it made me seem more exotic. I mean, reasonable. Mm. I was true. miffed. I mean, Canadians tend to be very proud. And I was like, I want it to say Ottawa, Canada on the screen. And uh-huh. they didn't run that past me. Okay. So anyway, Eliza, it says Berlin. She has that sort of, you know, like we said about Susie, there's mm-hmm. a sort of culturedness there. Yeah. She just seems very classy, I, elegant. I, I fully endorse your wild card. Okay. I wish you the best of luck on that. Thank you. I, I wish I'm, you the best of luck with Lindsay W. Lindsay. I think you're, you're being uh, condescending. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Do you think your wild card is far superior to mine? I can tell. I, I think my wild card is more interesting than yours. I agree. Okay. I'm actually a little jealous of your wild card. <laughs> I'm being very... Um, Safe. No, I'm being like, what's her name? The drunk girl. Claire? Claire. I'm being Claire about our wild card picks. <laughs> I'm being defensive. <laughs> okay, Andy, that brings us to the end of this premiere. All right. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Pretty painless. Yeah, I'm actually, I feel, uh, I can't put my finger on the feeling. Excitement? Yes. Wow. Excitement. Yeah, we didn't mind this. You know, it, do we think that it was breaking any molds? No. No. But it had a classic bachelor feel to it with yeah. the mansion. Jesse Palmer, I think, is neither here nor there. I don't really have a strong opinion. He's, he's, he serves a purpose. He serves a purpose. And I thought Clayton was endearing, if endearing. nothing else. Yeah, I'm looking forward to recapping my first bachelor season okay on that note i think that's a good place to wrap Mm -hmm. if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we will ask of you and that is to like subscribe hit the notification bell very good uh follow us on instagram leave us apple podcast reviews and And spotify reviews yeah (laughs) and tell your friends and generally do everything that you need to do to keep a young and 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 burgeoning (laughs) podcast and business yes and i think that's a wrap then thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on dear shandy bye dear shandy